Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. Is the next great awakening around the corner? Find out in the book Final Fire by Tom Horn, Larry Spargimino, and Donna Howe. As today's world becomes more desperate, the world is inadvertently moving toward another great awakening. Get your copy of Final Fire by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Occasionally in these podcasts, we'll take a look at a variety of coastal beacons, lighthouses, and draw comparisons to our everyday life and experience. The main coastline seems to have been created for lighthouse installations, the rugged coast, coupled with the inevitable storms and blankets of fog, made navigational lights an absolute necessity in the days before radio and GPS satellite communication. A number of them are display pieces today as museums or just private homes. Their lights are out or automated, making a regular keeper unnecessary. Included among these are the two lights of Cape Elizabeth, Maine. The need for lights at Cape Elizabeth was fulfilled when the lights were commissioned in 1828, then updated and replaced in 1874. Ultimately, the West Tower was decommissioned in 1924, as were half of all twin lights. The East Tower is now automated and still sends its beam across the Casco Bay, guiding boats into Portland Harbor. But the former second-order Fresnel lens has been replaced by a flashing white aircraft beacon. The associated house has been in private hands for a number of years and was drastically remodeled in the late 1990s to the great protests of residents of the area and lighthouse historians. Many times, changes are for the good. Think about cars, refrigerators, fashions, or telecommunications of just a generation or two ago compared to today. Does anyone really miss the ice man delivering large blocks of ice for our kitchen ice box? When was the last time you cranked the spring on the Victrola to play your latest 78 RPM record? We would think something was wrong if technology did not advance and improve. But how about the Bible you use? Remember when just about everyone used the 1611 King James Version? When someone read scripture in church, everyone was able to follow along word for word. Do you remember responsive readings? Today in most churches, it would be impossible to read a Bible passage in unison. With so many versions in use, it would be cacophony. It seems a new, bigger, better, higher octane version comes along every couple of years. The publishing companies are thrilled because each new one sells well as people are thinking they're getting something that will bring better understanding. But the message in them is not always the same. No longer is there power and thunder from our pulpits and the changed text in some of the popular Bibles in use 
is a likely reason for some of that. In large part, America is in its current condition because we have forgotten that God has promised to honor His Word, not feeble man's attempt to reduce it to the lowest common denominator. God's Word needs to be retaught, not revised. Like the remodeling of Cape Elizabeth Light, remodeling God's sacred Word continues despite protests. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. That's Psalm 138, too. We have a huge insight provided to us in that verse. God's word commands us to not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. That commandment made it into the list of the Big Ten. The Ten Commandments is a basic digest of all of the many rules and regulations that dominated Jewish life. There might be a few details missed, but the basics are there and provide guidance for every area of our lives. If you work in a secular environment or live in a home with a mix of believers and the unsaved, you may be exposed to frequent or even constant taking of the Lord's name in vain. It is difficult to hear. Sometimes it's even more difficult for the one who seeks to honor the Lord to keep quiet. Speaking out might not be appreciated by those who are profane, but God has promised to honor his word and with it those who stand by it. Do not stand down. You may not win that foul-mouthed one to the Lord, but neither will you stand in judgment before the Lord for not being his witness. There's a chorus I remember singing a long while back that puts the emphasis where it belongs. I love the old Bible, precious old Bible, a light on my pathway to shine. It keeps me so happy, always so happy, God's wonderful book divine. Here is our opportunity to put our money where our mouth is, so to speak. If we love someone, we want to talk about them. Remember when you were first engaged or married? It wasn't hard to talk about that loved one. How much we are willing to speak of Jesus and his love gives a good idea about how much we love Jesus and his word to anyone who is paying attention. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.